Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Nerds are going to take over the world. That's what somebody told me when I was young, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be a nerd who's going to take over the world. And these two you're about to meet, these are super sexy data nerds. They are a beautiful couple, extremely intelligent, AJ Yeager and Megan Cannell, and they are close personal friends of ours. They're clients of Brand Builders Group. More importantly, we are clients of theirs, and they are one of our most impactful vendors, without a doubt. Their data dashboards have literally automated the work of what we've had like two full-time people doing. And so, this is what we're talking about, okay? So they are a data-driven power couple. They are the co-founders of a company called Praxis Metrics. So this is one of the fastest growing data dashboard companies in the world. And they've got a team of like 30 data scientists and engineers that, that provide like major company insights and tracking and reporting, but at a fraction of the cost. And one of the things that is very unique about them that you should know about is we have a hyper special arrangement with them where we have been working with them over a couple of years to build our personal brand dashboard and we have it set up exactly how we want it and their team helps implement that for our clients. So they are amazing and they're geniuses and we're going to talk about all things data and tracking and dashboards and it's going to blow your mind. Just watch. So anyways, friends, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Always a pleasure to hang out with hang out with you and sexy data nerds. That's pretty. That's a nice compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, data rich. You're helping people. I mean, I guess you know when I think of describing you, I, I kind of think like, okay, this is data dashboards. You help us automate tracking and reporting so that we know what marketing is working, how much we can afford to spend, what's the lifetime value of our customers. Are those, how would you describe what y'all do to, specifically, I know that you work with a lot of bigger companies too, but most of the people following us, right, are like, you know, they're speaker, author, personal brand type. So like, how would you describe what you do? I think the first distinction we want to make is, you know, data, most people, as soon as they hear it, they, they glaze over. And, and data isn't just ones and zeros. It's not math and science. It's information. That's all data is, right? And if you were to think about your brand and another brand, and if one of you guys had more information than the other, who do you think would win? 
naturally, whoever has more information, whoever has more knowledge about whether it's their clientele, their target demographic, about their area of expertise, right? Information has always been and will always be a, a competitive advantage to those who have it. And so what we do is we help individuals and companies become more informed about their own clientele and about all of the information that they can gather that will help them do better in life and do better in business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, so I love it. And, and for those of you that don't know, like a data dashboard, this is like, this is the coolest thing. I wish I could show people this. Like um, if you've never seen one, it's like, it's just a website that you log into and it tracks, you, it can, I mean, this tool, the way y'all set up, it can track everything, but it pulls, like ours starts with front end traffic. So it pulls, like we basically start with, like our social media reach and what's going on with social media and our engagement and our followers. And so we're, you guys pull in our data from Instagram and Facebook and, you know, LinkedIn and, and um, Google analytics, Google analytics. So then we go from social media to then like Google analytics, how much traffic are we getting to our site? And then we look at how many people from our site are getting into our funnels and like in our email list. And then you show us, every single stage, what percentage of people opt in, what people make to the percentage of the next checkpoint, what percentage of people buy, how long they stay in the program, what their average lifetime value is. Anyway, so there's probably supposed to be a question in there somewhere, but I get so excited <laughs> about this. So what do you think that personal brands specifically need to know and be thinking about when it comes to data and how data can help them make more money? Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the fact that they, they need to understand their entire customer journey, right? And the problem is you use 15 to 20 different technologies to, to gain customer awareness, to nurture your clients, to then convert them, and then to fulfill your services, right? And so with each of these different systems, it's all tracking one individual piece of that customer's journey. And so without the ability to aggregate that all together, to, to take all these disparate pieces of information, like, hey, this customer clicked here, and then they went and purchased here. If, if those all stay disparate, then you can't understand what's working and what's not working, right? And our goal is to help brands scale and help individuals scale by understanding what's working mm -hmm. and not working. Because if you can eliminate areas of waste in your organization, that becomes a catalyst, right? Because a lot of people that we work with, they focus on optimizing, optimizing, optimizing. But if you're also, you know, it's kind of like the, if the front door is open and you're bringing in more leads and then the back door is also open and you're losing a bunch, right? You're never going to grow. You're never going to scale. So our goal is first to eliminate areas of waste, whether it's wasted time, right? How much time are you spending looking up all of these things? How much money are you spending oh on gosh. things that this aren't This is working? like Excel spreadsheets galore. Like someone logging in, going to Instagram, pulling out analytics, putting on a spreadsheet, going into Google, going like every, like you're saying, I mean, you just like, that was it. 20 different systems to log in just to know what happened last week. Like are we growing or are we shrinking? Are we reaching more people? Are any of them paying attention? Are any of them engaging? Yeah. Spreadsheet totally. hell. It's a real thing. Yeah. It really is. Spreadsheet yeah, hell. I, and you, you kind of do that. That's one of the things probably practically you do is it's like you kind of eliminate spreadsheets and you like yep. automate. You basically like make a spreadsheets where they automate themselves and a digital thing that updates every 60 seconds, right? 
Exactly. Yeah, not to knock spreadsheets. It's a part of the journey that you've got to go on. It's it's an important stepping stone, right? In order to understand the value of data, you have to first manually aggregate it and be like, oh, wow, knowing my conversion rates actually helps me make better decisions, right? And it helps me understand where to spend and where not to spend. So it's important for you to start out as a business where where you're kind of going through these spreadsheets because it it makes you understand what KPIs are important, right? What are those things that are measures that will actually help you and will help you make better decisions. So and it's and a, before that, it's what business questions need to be asked right now. What is most important, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of things we could do, but it's really what should we do based on where we are in the business from a revenue standpoint, from a traffic, from a conversion standpoint, what's working, what's not. It's a lot of like bringing the insights and the data into a point where it, that answers the business questions that are crucial to your goals right now. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. with you, uh, just to get for us as, a, as an example, you know, it's interesting, my vision and passion has always been around like the marketing and tracking all of that, but we actually first engaged you to automate our commission statements mm-hmm. and more of like our accounting. And I think that's something that people don't realize is like the power is, you know, we think like marketing and sales, like social media and Google analytics, but y'all automated our commission reports for our affiliates and for our salespeople and like also our sales reporting of like just how long their people are in certain stages and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot you can do here. Yeah. Definitely. And then the sexy part is the sales and marketing. That's usually the best place to start for ROI. But in, in your case, AJ and part of the team were probably ripping their hair out trying to do all that stuff, which is again, I didn't find the waste and where can we automate things that people where people should not be doing them. And honestly, that's how we got into this business. We were a marketing agency and Mm -hmm. one of my top most valued employees who was brilliant, he was reduced down to data entry. He was logging into 12 different systems, putting it all into a spreadsheet just so that we can understand what split tests worked, you know, where we were seeing the most traffic and what we should do for the next week. And when he was doing that, he was basically not doing his actual job and what his superpower was. And so our- Which which was not only marketing, but looking at that data for each client, going through it, looking at the patterns, the trends and things that needed to be changed. So he would do the reports, maybe have- a limited amount of time to kind of give a quick little insight and then moved on to the next one. Whereas if he had spent flip that on this other side, been able to deliver those insights for those clients, it could have been even more impactful. So that goes back to organizational waste. We were paying the salary of a top marketer to do something that literally, Mm -hmm. you know, coding could do. And that's why we started this company was really because we were a small company and we didn't have unlimited resources. And so we needed to pull as many levers as we could to automate and reduce the amount of waste in our organization. And that was the big thing was, you know, I was spending a lot of time doing financial, uh, like financial spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. He was doing the marketing spreadsheets. So looking at each area of the business, whether it's fulfillment, marketing, sales, and then saying, where, where can we reduce all of this human error or human effort? Mm -hmm. And then once that's been reduced, right, you now have that person that their skill set can now be used and they can now, like AJ said, start analyzing really start looking for these patterns and not just seeing what happened, but why it happened. And because yeah. if you can understand the underlying levers, you know, and what, what really caused these outputs, then you can start to move into a business model where now you know what happens and why it happens. And more importantly, how to make that happen in the future. Repeat it. And that's where we've been able to help brands really shift from being on the treadmill and not understanding why they're successful or how they're successful to having a repeatable 
formula of success, an algorithm to mm. scale. And then all it is is printing money because they know if I do X, Y, and Z, here's the results I get every single time because I understand why it works. And then they can just go and repeat, repeat, repeat and scale. Yeah. And I, you, you know, you said that earlier, like we help brands scale. I really think that's so compelling. And that is, that is part of, that's a clear part. I think you eliminate ways to reduce costs and you also help scale on the revenue side. Well, and on that note, before we dive deeper, one thing that was a perf- an important delineation that I discovered in this journey as a business owner was the difference between growth and scale because I was always focused on growth. How do we grow our top line revenue or our bottom line revenue, right? How do we grow, grow, grow that? And oftentimes growth needs you to spend more money. You need to hire more people. You need to spend more on systems. You need to increase your ad spend, whatever it may be. Growth is not the end goal. In order to scale, scale is a very different definition. Scale is when you can spend the exact same amount of revenue and increase your top line. So that's where you get to increase your profit margin. That's where you really get exponential growth is when the bottom lines or when those expenses and cogs stay the same. And so the difference between those two is, is minute, but it's important because really as owners, we don't want to be in a business where it's just treadmill, treadmill, scraping a little bit off the top. We want to have that scale. And so, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, that's a good, I think that's a really cool distinction is that, you know, growth is, you know, growth is like, you pump money into something and you make it grow. Scale is the idea that you you streamline it and so you squeeze more out of the money you're already spending. And yep. data allows you to do that. Not just the data, like you're saying, data is the first part of it, is like data collection, which I know we'll talk about. Really what we're trying to get to is like insights, right, from the data that we can apply. But, but one of our phase three events is called High Traffic Strategies. And that's where we teach paid media. And we're always telling our clients, don't go to paid media so quickly. You're wasting money because if you can't track every single step of what happens after that click, you're just wasting money. But once you know that, like once you have the data, like you're saying, you can just ramp the thing up because if, if I, I will put a million dollars in the front as long as I can track and know for sure 2 million is coming out the back. And I feel like that is the thing that you guys do and that data, data does and your team, you know, specifically helps you do. And it's almost like we can guarantee somebody's brand to, to scale and to expand and to reach more people because we can, we can say we can afford to pay for it because we know what it's worth because we're, we're tracking it. Does that feel right? Yeah. Does that line up with what you would say and do? Yeah. And a lot of our, a lot of clients that we work with are actually VC firms, right? So if anybody knows the value of numbers, it's them, right? All they're doing all day long is evaluating the, the potential success of a brand. And what they're looking for are those specific levers. If I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I spend X and it produces Y, all I have to do is increase the money going into this company and it's going to, it's, it's going to expand. And so that's what we're doing is we're really, we're finding without a shadow of a doubt what those KPIs are, what the levers are, what are the variables that impact it, and then presenting that so that then you can take action and you can really make, the, make better decisions. Yeah, I mean, that, that kind of concept of like a predictable lever is so, just super duper powerful. So, all right, so I want to take it down a notch in terms, a little bit more into the details, okay? 
what is sort of like the first thing? All right. So if I'm sold on like, okay, I see the vision here. Like now I understand why I should do this. And maybe it's not me. Maybe it's someone on my team or maybe it's a vendor like you or whatever. Somebody's going to do this. How do I start, right? Like if I'm not the Google Analytics nerd and I don't understand Tag Manager and, you know, I don't know what else, what is the first thing I need to do or make sure my team does to like move in this direction? Hmm. Well, first before the doing part, I want to also speak to those out there who don't want to become a data scientist or don't want to become a data engineer, but think they might need to. If you're a founder or a team member that's not in the details and not somebody that's maybe a savant with numbers, you don't have to be that. That's what we want to make sure you, the, the mindset is understanding that inside of data, there are answers there. And that can really help you chart a path to success in your company. Mm. Understanding how to work with the people. Well, first understand that, that it's really important to invest in your company and invest whatever kind of budget you may have at whatever level you're at to getting clarity on your numbers and getting really good tracking in place and whatever reporting, even if you're in spreadsheet hell right now, that's okay. At least you're tracking certain things and reporting, but it's, it's okay if, if you don't have a data background. And secondly, it's also very difficult to maybe work with data scientists or even understand how to hire one, which is why Praxis, Praxis exists, is we wanted to build that out for people and become an extension of their team. But it's like, date, no data is important. Know that you don't have to be the, you know, don't have to, it's, if, if it's to be, it's up to me type thing. But start asking the questions that we're going to go through here and start with tracking. Yeah, That's what and- I'm yeah. So well, tracking so, so before you get into tracking, just to, 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 to edify that, I would say this is something that, because AJ and I are, are all, you know, we're very like data driven. This is one of the things that we want Brand Builders Group to be the place where it's like, we can prove, like we can show that this stuff works and we can track it and you can monitor it and you can see it. Because so much of marketing and branding is like, yay, throw up a billboard, you know, like throw some money at it and, and does it work? I don't know. Like, did it work or not? But yeah, so, so talk to me about, about tracking and again, specifically to personal brands, you know, like kind of keep in that context of what are some of the things that we should be doing? Mm-hmm. So one of the foundational pieces for your tracking is Google Analytics. It's a free tool. It is something that is extremely powerful. We've got brands that are doing over 150 million in annual revenue and they're all using Google Analytics, right? Mm. So it is an incredible tool that needs to be leveraged in your business. And like AJ said, if you're not the one, if you're the, you know, if you're the thought leader or if you're the face of the brand, it might not be you who needs to understand this, but you need to have somebody on your team that's owning this because it is the foundational aspect that connects and collects all of the data around where your prospects came from what they saw, when they saw it, what they clicked, and how they interacted with your brand before they decided to spend their first dollar. And all of that is a foundational piece to success. I was just going to add to that is is you also want to have that as a redundancy because there's other pieces of technology that we're going to get into that are tracking data as well, but you have to find the source of truth. And by, by having Google Analytics on everything that we can possibly mm-hmm. it helps you with that variability that gap analysis right mm-hmm. so one is that that google analytics and i want to be very specific in that that doesn't just mean having a coder put the code on each page and be like oh yeah i'm using google analytics Uh-oh. that is not it. <laughs> we can't okay. accept that as a line of, that we got to raise the standard here that means you've got to find a, a a company or someone online that understands GA is certified in Google Analytics and knows how to set up the advanced e-commerce tracking, the triggers, the goals, going inside of this engine and like building out everything that needs, that needs to be done for your, for your product or service, everything you're doing from lead gen, all of that. 
So that's one part of it. And then also using okay, UTMs. Okay, fail. Yep. All right. So fail. Um, <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, mess that part up. But yeah, so, so, so it's like version 1.0 is like get the code installed on your site. But you're saying that you need to know, even if you don't know how to do it, you need to know like there's a lot more to it than that to really leverage the, the true power that's available here. So, yes. yeah, and here's, here's the reason why, okay? If you start a brand today and you don't have this tracking set up and then in two years you're at, you know, five million in annual revenue and you're ready to hire a company like us to analyze your data. If you don't have data, we can't analyze it. If it has not been tracked, it does not exist. And so there are simple mm. just buttons, like click buttons within Google Analytics that aren't defaulted as a selection. And if those aren't collecting data, there's no way for us to historically go back and find out who these customers were, where they came from, and what their actions were. But if you, at this point, don't have the revenue to Gut go and analyze punch. data... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gut punch. And that gut punch can, can be very specifically like if people go into their Google Analytics and they're looking at the channels, they're like, well, oh, 87% is indirect. And then there's like Facebook and then there's this. So like, hmm, what's that big bucket of direct? Well, that's, that's because the tool wasn't set up to, to grab all these different streams and identify and label them separately so that you can be like, oh, where do my best people come from? Does that make sense? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So even if somebody's not ready to, to go and analyze the data, just set up the system right in order to capture the data. And two years in the future, you will thank yourself for having set that up properly so that in the future, you've got two years of storytelling. Imagine not being able to understand or have information on what's gotten you to this point. And that's all too often what we see. And so we'll have to, no matter how big the brand is, we'll, we'll start with companies doing 150 million if they don't have this tracking foundation in place, that's where we start. Go back to that. We always go back to that and we say, mm-hmm. okay, you're asking these questions. Where did the c- customers come from? How did they find me? What's my and true lifetime value? Yeah, we can't, questions. we can't answer those without the foundational pieces being tracked. And so Google Analytics, UTMs, if it's something that you don't already know how to do or you don't have somebody to do it, we have a couple different paths that we can take, right? We've got an educational piece where you don't even have to work with us for data stuff. We have an educational course where people can go in and learn this stuff and go and turn it on without ever having to talk to a data scientist. And it's just kind of those step-by-step education that you can do yourself or you can hand off to somebody on your team to go and learn and implement so that you at least have that foundation for success. Does that all make sense? well, it does. I don't know how much the course is, but I'm, I'm, we're going to buy it. We, have, if we are, we're, we're in. So if you haven't publicly announced it, we're your, we will pay and be your first customer because this is the, I think this is the future. I mean, how could this not be the future? Like at some point, it's going to come down to who can track where the clients are coming from and spend more money going to those places. Like there's just, uh, now you threw out a, you threw out a fancy, a fancy word there. You, the UTMs. Okay. Yep. So what the heck is a UTM? <laughs> like, why do we need to know it? And, and what do we need to know about a UTM? And then also, I think my question specifically is how do I set one up? Like, where do I go to create one? And then I know we're going to, we're going to run out of time. We're going to run out of time, which there's so much more to talk about. I know. Um, Like there's a lot here. Tracking is the first piece of all of it. It's like, if we get the tracking right, nothing else matters. And UTMs is a part of that. 
Yeah. It really is. And it goes along with the whole Google Analytics conversation. And UTM's is urgent tracking mechanism. All it is, is a link specifically that is created for every single piece of marketing material that you do online. Anything, blog posts, social posts, anything you're doing needs to have a unique ID. And basically there's little parameters in there. So you can say, oh, I sent it via an email. This was a subject line. This was the call to action button. You know, advertising ads, every single ad you run should have a in unique UTM. By tagging these individual things create, creates this big mapping, all these fishing lines out in the sea where you can like, oh, well, this is where it came from. So you're mm. creating these identifiers that when you reel it into the dashboard, you're like, oh, well, 90% of my customers are coming from this. 10% are over here and they're not even that great. I'm going to cut that and I can focus on this. So UTMs is simply, it's free, which is great news, easy to set oh. up. And when I say easy, I mean, it is literally easy to set up because you can do it through Google Analytics. You can do it through our, our tools. It takes one minute to set yeah. up a UTM link. Like it is extremely basic. You just have to have the right structure to it. But in order to do it, it, o it only takes a quick yeah. minute. Um, so in the beginning, you might take 30 minutes to an hour to understand why it works, how it works. And then subsequently, every time you send out an email or a post or an ad, you just add that in and it all gets tracked and aggregated through Google Analytics. And the easiest way for somebody to see the power of UTMs is go to your favorite brand, just like Google it. And then you know the ads that pop up at the top of Google, if you click on any of those, it doesn't actually you know, drive you to brandbuildersgroup.com. It has 37 extra characters at the end with question marks and all these things. Go and yeah. look at it and it actually says source, Google ads, medium, this campaign for e-commerce brands, right? And you can actually look at other people's UTMs and how they've structured it because all it's doing is it's saying where specifically, if I click on that link, where did I find it? How did I get there? And so basically a UTM is a longer URL that has parameters built into it that are set up uniquely to tell the story of where that person came from. Not just they came from Facebook, but they came from this Facebook post. Not even a page, but this post, or not from my ad campaign, from this ad with this creative. Like that kind of granular detail that you would know, it was this ad with this picture is the one that people are clicking on. Exactly. exactly. Wow, and so you, and then where you actually build that is either inside of like Yelp's platform or inside of Google Analytics and you basically yeah. just kind of, like you're saying you have to have the right structure. Is it yep. basically just source, medium, and campaign or is there like a whole bunch there's, of them? There's five, you don't have to use all of them. One of the last ones you don't, content or term you don't have to use. But inside of Google Analytics, it's just a link creator. So they have a built one inside. We have one okay. called trackfunnels.com which helps you create them and organize them. So it's free to do several different places. You just have to use that link on those specific and, things. And the reason we said there's a specific structure is that there's also naming conventions are extremely important. Oh my because gosh, Because if you yes. think about- Because then you don't remember, you can, you can have the data but not know what it means because you got <laughs> 75,000 links in there and going, I don't, I don't know what, I have to be able to read the link and it's got to tell me- a story. What, the yep. story. So yeah. even, even simple things like we'll have clients come back to us uh, and say, hey, I'd like to understand how all of my top of funnel campaigns are doing with driving traffic and impressions, not conversions because we're just generating awareness. And then we say, okay, great. How are you tracking that? And they say, oh, we, we're not. Whereas other companies will say, well, in every single ad that I'm running that's just an awareness campaign, it says TOF in there, top of funnel right? Or we've got clients that, you know, say, I want to see how all of my emails are performing and how, how they're generating revenue. 
And then when we go into the data, they've got email, capital E, lowercase mail. Then they've got lower E, capital M, lowercase mail, right? And, or E dash mail. And all of those will then be splintered as separate sources of data. Whereas if you just met with your team once and said, hey, we're just using it in this way, everybody agree it's email, all lowercase, we're good to go. Then it creates clean data. So simple things like that can save you a lot of headaches down the road. And it's, it's, a, it's an internal conversation that takes 30 minutes to an hour. Everybody high fives. You have it documented in a Google Sheet somewhere. And then anytime you create this in the future, you just refer back to it, right? So simple principles that create really strong foundations of, of success in the future. Yeah, I mean, naming convention is something that we're huge on for your marketing. We, we use it for our file structure, like where we save files. We use it for marketing automation, like Infusionsoft or whatever. We use it for our Facebook ads. Unfortunately, I don't think we have a strong one in place yet, yet for our UTM. So that is going to be the next generation. So y'all, if you're listening, here's what I want you to do. Go to Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, Praxis, dot brandbuildersgroup.com praxis.brandbuildersgroup.com y'all are hosting some free trainings that are a little bit longer than what we got time for here about how to get this started specifically with the tracking analytics at some point i want to have you guys back because i wanted to i want to know about tag manager and i want to know about after tracking and i want to know about interpreting the data and drawing insights but i think the big idea for me today is that you got to get the tracking done right. And if you just, if that's the one thing you get done today, then we have the rest of time to come back and figure everything else out. Right. But if we don't get that done today, like we're hosed and we're, we're missing all this. So praxis.brandbuildersgroup.com. You guys, you freaking blow me away every time I talk to you. And I feel like we have like a secret weapon by being friends with you. Cause this is, this is, I'm just convinced this is the future. And you know, I just really appreciate you guys and what you do. So thanks for being here. Thank thanks you so for much having for having us. us. Glad to help. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.